What's up, what's up, what's up, everybody? It's that time of the day, that time of the week. That time of the new year. Happy New Year, Jeff. Yes, right back at you. Season 2, Episode 1. I'm Big Papa. And I'm Jeff. And you realized yesterday was my birthday, right? I do. Did you bring me anything? I did. You didn't bring shit. These. (laughs) Yeah. You brought my mail in for me. I brought your mail in for you. Thanks. Anytime. You're a dick. (sighs) Happy New Year. Right back at you. Do you have um, anything that you've... Like New Year resolutions? resolutions? Yeah. No, because you never stick to them. Gym memberships go up from today until (laughs) February 1st, I think. Right. Everybody, I'm losing I'm weight. Lose this year. weight. Yeah, you're just going to lose money. Yes, out of your wallet. Because you're not going to go. No, no. This is the best time uh, for like you know, proportionally challenged people <laughs> to go to the thrift stores because everybody's like, I'm throwing away all my fat clothes, and it's like, I'll buy them. I'll buy them for a quarter. Yep. Yeah, but no, I, actually, it. I'm you know, no, you're you're self and down. down. I'm 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 down looking, like looking uh, good. over seventy pounds. Yeah, I'm proud of you, dude. Yeah. Well, that comes I can't right afford here. can't afford to eat any anymore. My oh, know, okay, bills are too high. Well, yeah. <laughs> so happy New Year! Yes, same to you, my friend. And uh, I hope you had a good time last night. We are excited, very for the new year to start off this season. I'm going to turn my hat backwards, episode, so I can look cool. Number one, number one, season two, number one. Yep. And what better way to bring in the the new year? That is no lie. Than to bring in someone who's been. In touch with the Syracuse music scene for oh my a, God. a good number of years. Yeah. And has just people just still love every and, bit of their music and, and his know, music. Exactly. I I think you've been a huge fan. I know you have. You've been you couldn't wait when, of, we, when we booked this of, gentleman. Of the band Kane. If anybody remembers that, we'll go back to that a little bit, I hope. Yeah. And uh hard promises as well. And who knows what else someday? And, and he, this gentleman also has his own solo album. Yes, he does. Out, so he does. We'll, uh, so without further ado, let's bring in Mister Jeff, Jeff Gordon. Gordon. Dun dun dun! There he is, the man, the myth, the legend. Hey How you doing, How sir? I'm doing great. Nice to see you both. It yeah, is you as well. It Happy is a it is an honor. Happy New Year yeah, to Happy you. Happy New Year to you. Yes. Tell us Thank what you, you did last night. <laughs> did you play out Played last at the night? Hotel Syracuse. There you go. Yes, that's right. I heard that it was just an enormous crowd. It was. And people had a It was incredible. People had a blast. Good. <laughs> good we deal. Did. Pe- we had a great time. Yeah. Pe- people know we record these. I know. I don't know, but it's it's, okay. it's, it's good to pretend, you know. You got to pretend a little. Happy Easter just in case right. we don't get this one up there. <laughs> right. So Jeff, we are so thrilled to have you on the show. Yes. Um, you know, thanks for having me, guys. It's nice yeah. to be here. We've had a lot of local people that that I've grown up with, um, but you guys, you were you were just you're just a little the next level of you, a little little older than me, not not too much, but but you've been playing longer than I have, and yeah. I, I mean that with just nothing but respect because the the projects that you've done. Um, that that to me that was just some great stuff from from years gone by. Thank you, thanks. You know, yeah. Um, you mentioned Kane. I did. Yeah, that was with who? That was what Timmy, Timmy Sharp and Harry Mentor was that that Kane or? No, Harry. Uh, yeah. So the history of Kane is pretty amazing, actually. There was a there was a version of Kane that started 
late 60s early 70s now i'm not that, that old so that wasn't me no. <laughs> um uh harry's that old but uh <laughs> yeah Harry is the, <laughs> Harry was in that band. I'll put it that way. Yeah. Um, and Lou, I actually uh, got involved in Kane through Lou mm-hmm. Segretti. So, and I met Lou back in the DMR days when he worked at DMR mm-hmm. agency. And actually I was, uh, I don't know if uh, you all knew this or not, but I used to be the, I used to sing for smoking Joey Bonamassa when he was smoking Joey. So okay. I was Joe's singer before his voice changed and he ended up getting an incredible voice on his own. But oh, right. at that time he didn't have an incredible voice. He was, uh, would have been a soprano. Right. Um, yeah. the, so I, I, I played with Joe for a little while and uh, I knew Lou before that a little bit through DMR, but then Lou ended up joining the band uh, a couple months after I did. And we actually roomed together when we were on the road. Oh, no kidding. So, uh, yeah, so when that when that wrapped up, and then several years later, I think, or a couple of years later, anyway, um, uh, Lou contacted me about uh, putting a band together uh, with Harry mm-hmm. um, and Mike Secreti, um, rest in peace, Mike. Secreti, yeah, yeah. Um, and, I actually have um, a great story about Mike and and Pete Levanti. Uh, so we were we were we put a band together. We didn't know that we were going to use the name Kane, or maybe Lou did, but I I didn't, but. <laughs> We couldn't agree on a name, and Lou just said, "I uh, let's resurrect the Kane name." So that's how the second iteration of Kane came around. That's awesome. Um, and then somewhere out there after Harry uh, left the band, and that's when Kevin Farrell came in, and that's how I met Kevin, yep. mm-hmm. who is in Hard Promises with me. So uh, I, yeah, Kane was Kane was a lot of fun. I, sure. I actually have I actually have a really cool story about Mike. I met him outside of Love Max one night. And he and I are standing outside just ch- shooting the shit about, you know, music and what have you. And then, lo and behold, as you as you know at Max, there was generally some riffraff, riffraff and bar fighting. Yeah. He and I are standing next to the door, and all of a sudden the door just blows open. These two guys are going at it, and he grabs me and yanks me towards him. Ah. And I'm like, no kidding. <laughs> and then ever since then, he and I were just, you know, every time we saw each other, we always talked about that story. Yeah. I think that's sweetheart. I, for sure. I, I think that story um, means a lot more to you than the rest of us. Cause Probably. it's kind of boring. Yeah. Well, but it's not like it wasn't <laughs> life saving. It was just sure. It was moved you out. Of he the saved, way of the he door. saved me from getting hit. <laughs> yeah. Well, tell that story. Well, again I'll tell you my funny, uh, Mike's a story from Max. Since we're talking about Max bad art bar. Yeah. yeah. Let's do it. Mike and I were going through the crowd together. And of course he knew a whole bunch of people that I didn't know because he was, as you said, he was a generation before me. Right. Um, and so, uh, and, and Mike, uh, it's sad to say now cause he died, but, uh, of cancer, but he, he had had cancer earlier in his life, uh, prior to me knowing him. And we were walking through the crowd and some guy stopped him and said, Mike. And he said, yeah. And he goes, Mike Secreti? He goes, yeah. And he goes, I thought, I thought you were dead. Oh, my God. Wow. <laughs> Holy Mike cow. Goes, Mike goes, no, no, not dead. I I, no. I don't think. Right here. Because <laughs> if I was dead, I sure wouldn't be in this hellish place I am right now. Oh, I'd be warm. so hard. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. That is funny. Yeah, I like well, that. I'll bet you that, yeah. You know, it always takes just one it does. beer-laden Jack Wad to say something that, that, that actually makes, makes something it, yes. a funny story for later yeah. in life. And you're just like, remember that time? Yeah. Yep. So, yeah. So if that guy's listening somewhere, uh, yeah, there you go. Or, there you are. Or he's probably, uh, he may be dead. Yeah. Gone. 
Yeah. Who knows? Uh, so, <laughs> you know, we I could sit here for hours talking about any of those guys. Yeah, Harry Mentor yeah. especially. Um, yeah. Harry, so my, my last project, now I've known Harry through Billy Hatch and Timmy Sharp and those guys for years ago. And um, always, uh, he and I just, we could sit and talk for hours about just nothing, you know. And I'm my last project I had, I was playing with uh, Bobby Lett and Dave Brown, who's now with Stroke. Um, and we're playing at, uh, oh, the finish line. Uh-huh. And Harry shows up, and Bobby's like, is that, is that fucking Harry Mentor? And I'm like, yeah. It's like, oh, my God, dude, this is going to sound stupid, but I have, like, like fanboy right now. I, I listened to all their stuff years ago. And I just freaking loved it. I'm like, well, go tell him that. He's right. Like, he goes, I don't know why. I'm feeling like I, I can't even walk up to him. <laughs> and I go, Harry, come here. I, I said, you want you want to sit in with us on this next song? <laughs> and Bobby's oh, no. like, will you please? I'm like, dude. Wow. I've never seen. I mean, I've never seen you like this. Yeah, before. Bobby, they play. I mean, Jesus Christ, Grit Grace plays all over the place. Yeah. They have good crowds and. I've never seen him fanboy out. So that's funny. You know, all all over Harry. So you know, I guess you know we as yeah. friends that we all sit back and we go, "How's that guy turned your head?" You know, but yeah, people that have been fans of your music for years, they come come yeah. up and and that's the yeah, premise. I had that same experience with uh, Dave Porter. To me, growing up in Central New York, I used to sneak into the Lost Horizon when I was underage to to see Eight Hundred Five. Was yeah. yep. I wanted to see Eight Hundred Five just. Everybody, Dave Porter, Ed Vivenzio, you know, Cremo, all of them, Frank Briggs, all of them. So yep. I, yeah. that was, that was my fanboy moment when I got to older and got to know Dave Porter a little more. And I've told him several times, and I think he's probably tired of me telling him. That <laughs> he influenced me, you know, for sure. You know, it's, um, we have a community that's by far, uh, I, I feel more close net than most cities in upstate New York. Um, I think Syracuse's music scene, I just posted that segment from that, Ben yeah. Morrow. Um, Syracuse music scene is, is one in, one of a kind. It really is. And um, I think you make some lifelong friends and, and associates and people that you can collaborate with mm-hmm. for life. And there's been a lot of people that have gone on and done really great things out of here. But compared to other cities, I don't... Um, I mean, I know they have their scene, but they can't. I don't think they can touch what comes out of here. And I know people no, that listen do. to us all over. And who was it that told us that we're we are really fortunate? Pete Merluzzi, because he's gone to other uh, places and found that yeah, you know, it's still that um, my band's better than your band kind of thing. Yeah, they're they're not friends. They're more competition yeah. with each other. Um, it's also. Uh, we have a it is it is a very unique scene here the other piece that makes it unique is um like when you go see a cover band in in our in our town you can hear them through a large sound system and really feel it and hear it like it's you know a concert experience if you go to somewhere like a sharkies or even an average joe's or any of those places Mm -hmm. you know you're getting you're getting a full pa system Mm -hmm. with lots of power behind it and uh so it's a full production, and and uh, when people leave town, I've always they've always told me you don't find that anywhere else. Right. 
like uh, Pete Levante, uh, my, you know, who was in Hard Promises with us and, and came with me, he moved to Arizona and he played in some bands. And he said, it's terrible. You're, you're a full, you know, rock band and you're bringing in and you're putting speakers on a, you're just putting them on a stand and, uh, yeah. you know, only the singer's going through them. And, you know, that's, oh, wow. that's not how this music was meant to be heard. Right. Know? No, so, exactly. Um, we're fortunate. I think I think what I've also seen is uh, when some of these national guys come through and they're playing someplace like Sharky's or Average Joe's or uh, Kegs, mm -hmm. they're finding that yeah. our engineers don't get the credit that they deserve either. We've right. got some great sound guys here. We really do. That that can really yeah. mix and and when they decide, well, we'll we'll use house house sound and house engineer. Um, you know, and, and they'll get some backline from some reputable people we have in this area, you know, and they're finding the engineers out this way are pretty top notch. I mean, even even the Turning Stone, my God. Yeah. Turning Stones had some great people mixing out there. Triple E was fucking, absolutely was phenomenal. And yeah. Del Lago. Uh, Del Lago has Mike Richards, who's fantastic. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, and of course, we use Polly Sheree. He's phenomenal. Yep. Um, and uh, as a matter of fact, we just played. Uh, two nights well the, <laughs> when we're recording this um we just played uh, a couple of nights with uh, almost queen uh we did two shows with almost queen a national tribute show uh fantastic really talented guys in both at, at the but landmark and then at the kodak theater um and we brought Polly sheree with us and the compliments that everybody gave us and him for the the quality of the sound for the opening act compared to the headliner was uh, mm -hmm. was really uh, noteworthy. I, I think yeah. uh, I think Paulie definitely does not get not even the, the credit. Um, you know who comp complimented the heck out of him was uh, Nina. Nina, yeah, from the Femmes of Rock. Yep. Um, when they played here, I don't know if oh. you if you know who they are, but. It's, they're a, a, yeah, yeah. I okay. think they played the night after us at Sharky's. Yeah, yes. Sure. Yeah. Exactly. So and Tatora is yep. the drummer for the for that band, and um, yeah, you know, one of one of seventy seven bands he's in, <laughs> and um, she said, "Wow, that mix and the light show, yeah, the light everything. Show, yeah. I mean, the light show and everything was just. We Perfect. have to beg yeah. for this at other yeah. venues, and this was. I mean, oh, they're yeah. used to playing in Vegas for God's sake, you know, where yeah. where it's a production, and I think you're allowed to do that here." Mm -hmm. And when I see you guys play, it's it's a show. Yeah, it's not just a cover band in the corner, trying to do their shit. You know, um, I've always I've always admired the fact that you guys put that show on. So, you know, yeah, thumbs up that. for that. that. That that again comes from that comes from our experience. You know, we all we're all a product of our experiences, right? So, you know, watching the eight hundred fives and the works back in the day. Yep. Um, those were my two go-to bands when I was in high school and when other people were watching, not that I didn't watch plenty of MTV, but uh, um, when I could go out and feel that energy from a live performance. And and what was really great about them was they were they were mixing in a bunch of original music, which we don't get enough of these days uh, mixed in. So, and I got to know their original songs as much as I knew the covers they were doing. Right, and they right. were, and it, it was a show, it was, it, 805 was a massive show. And then on the other side, side of that the works if you remember they were they were the quintessential rock and roll band yep. i mean they were energy 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 eddie hamill uh i remember seeing him get on uh he would get on the uh shoulders of a roadie mm -hmm. um i saw him at the beginnings uh the, the original beginnings and 
he would get on there with his guitar and he'd play his guitar behind his back while the guy was carrying him around on his shoulders. Yeah. And I was out of my mind. I was 17. I had never seen anything like it. There was just so much rock and roll energy coming off that stage. It was phenomenal. Well, they, they made it, they definitely made a, made a dent in the music industry. I mean, they, they went on to do some great stuff too. Um, but absolutely just any, any of those guys. Now you, know, you talk about a show and influences. I'm looking be over your shoulder. Ah, Jimi Hendrix. And I see yeah. Hendrix back yeah, there. Yeah. You know, I mean, yeah, to have that kind of iconic just presence going against completely against the grain that he did. Um, right. You know, that's a, that's one of those yeah. guys that you just were like, holy shit, you know, and you never thought you would see that. But when you see that out of a local band, I'm I'm just I'm into it, you know, cover band wow. or not. Musicians are playing music. They're yeah. entertaining. Yeah. I'm not one to say, because, you know, let's face it. In the 80s, you had to be an original band. There wasn't a lot of cover bands in the 80s. There was original bands um, that were really doing something. Um, yeah, yeah. And then it, like the, the, the local industry, I always say, turned right when Albino's burned down. It was right. like a cover band's took took over the world because uh, all the original band most of the original bands lost a bunch of shit in that fire and um i still i still say that's when everything turned i think we we started seeing more and more cover bands and people want to hear what they feel like hear. um i always give credit and i've said this before so it's not news but i always give credit to the change in not just cover bands but the the kind of shows that cover bands were able to be a part of right. really shifted for me. And I got to give credit to who I think were the trailblazers and that was under the gun. Um, mm-hmm. I think they, you know, when, when Lee was in Maryland's chamber, I played an original band called free at last in town at the time Yep, with the guys from penguin studios, Teo and Steve, Steve mm-hmm. Feldman, Teo Mac. And we played some show, a lot of shows with, with them. They were a headliner. They were already big. Maryland's chamber was very big doing original music. Um, and then when I heard Lee was doing a cover band, I didn't know what to think of it because cover bands at the time were kind of relegated to Frankie's Steakhouse, if you remember that place. Yes, <laughs> yes. Those kinds of things. And next thing you know, there's a cover band putting on a rock show, not just playing a song and then sitting there, but putting on a rock show. Tons of energy and tons of power through a full PA system and bigger than life. And that was under the gun. And I, I, since I was in Kane, I gave them all credit for, uh, for yeah. opening that market up for bands like Kane and Hard Promises and everybody to walk through, really. So I don't know if you caught the episode with, with Ryder or, or with Lee's episode, but right. so under the gun, Maryland's Chamber ends on like a Friday. They just disband. And Lee, my bachelor party is like that Saturday. And Lee, Lee stood up in, in my wedding. And uh, and they're at my bachelor party, and Ricky and JT are sitting at the bar, and they don't they don't know me, they don't know Lee, but we go out to get a drink in the front of the bar, and Ricky says, "Aren't you Lee Anderson?" And he's like, "Yeah." He's like, "Look, I got this band. Would you would you listen to a tape?" And Lee's like, "Look, I I'm not interested. Yep. You know, I'm I'm just getting out of something now. You know, it's like." getting a divorce and getting married the next day. I'm I'm good. And uh, I guess Ricky was relentless to the point where finally Lee was like, he called, he called Ricky 
and Ricky was like, holy shit, you know, and then Ricky drove right over and dropped the cassette off yep. of, of what they were looking to do, of all the, the covers, and that's that's what started that whole thing. It, but but yeah. Lee was used to doing those big shows. He was used to the, the Lost yep. Horizon, Scott Samiano putting out a good production up front there. Yep. Sorry, Scott Sterling. Scott, sorry. sorry. Correct yourself. Scott Monkey. <laughs> Scott Monkey. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> So, you know, those those shows, those people went into that thinking, hey, I already have a following to who I am. I'm not going to let them down. Yeah. So let's bring that show. And um, good up yeah, for everybody yeah. who's done it. So, but more about you. So you yeah. had Kane and you had. I like talking about other people better, but go ahead. <laughs> no, no, this is about, you know, well, we could talk about other people all night long. Know, right. But, so, but I think, I, know, I, I think the reason the people. I, I People just, are here to see you. You've got just as much of a name as any of the other guys. Yeah, you really well, do. I don't know about that, but thank you. I don't know. Your name <laughs> comes up pretty uh, quite a lot in, in conversations around. He was a saving grace for me. Yeah, because because I don't want. I don't know if I don't want to exploit this or that. Or, but let's put it this way: I always use. I I didn't use a foot book, but I use a tablet, and I kept it on uh-huh. a floor monitor, and you can't really see it. Uh-huh. But it's I use a page turner in my pocket, and it's down there, and it's and it's mm-hmm. you know the set list on there or a new song that we we haven't done before, and yep. it's there, and yep. and I got so much shit for it <laughs> by certain people. I'm not going to mention certain people's names, but people who are using it now, people who are definitely <laughs> using it now. Right. Thank you, because yes, everybody say, is using everybody it now. Everybody is using it now, and you know, oh, we we played. I have 500 songs in my repertoire and I, and I don't need a thing. And I'm like, well, you've been playing the same songs since 1982. Right. So you better know them you by better now. Know by now. I was a drummer for 30 years and never thought to be a front guy. And now I'm singing and there you go. So, um, but I think you and I, Jeff talked, but I said, look, some of the better musicians in Syracuse have, have something. They either have a yeah. foot book and he says, and Jeff got a, and he's got his, his box there, you know, did you get to stand on? Yeah, yeah well, I, I, yeah. monitors are not made of that kind of wood for me to stand on. <laughs> Let's just put it to you that way. Well, I'm 5'5", five five, so that's boxes. Uh, that's the main use for that box. <laughs> <laughs> so he can see over everybody. Yeah, he's got a refrigerator yeah, in the so other half. People of it. more than the front row can see me. Yeah, otherwise they <laughs> So I thank you I, for, for giving me a leg to stand on to say, yeah, well, if this guy can do it and they draw five six hundred people without a blink i right. think we'll be fine yep. at at uh you know at max or, or, at, or right. club I 11 like yeah. i always felt like if you're gonna like if you look at you know springsteen or bon jovi or anybody aerosmith they all have incredible teleprompter systems yes and they're their own songs yeah and yeah. they wrote them yeah so i don't feel guilty about trying to switch up a set list and doing 35 to 40 songs a night and and although I know the song, obviously people go, oh, my God, you played that song forever. How could you not know it? I do know the lyrics. I, I don't always have the lyrics in front of me. As you said, sometimes it's just the name of the song. It's my set list. Um, it tells me what the next song is. Right. Or yeah. it's one area or the first line of the song, a verse, each verse to remind me of what to go. But the best thing about it is it's one less thing you have to worry about and right. stress out about. <laughs> right. That you're going to forget a line and a word and screw it up. It, it just is a safety blanket. So that you can focus on you, the rest of the show. You're singing, you know your guitar playing, your, you know, whatever it is. Exactly. Do you, know who, do you know who does that old school, by the way? With the foot book? Nope. What? DR. 
but he, it's on paper. Oh, he's he he writes it out by hand. Yeah. I'm like, dude, just get a fucking tablet, you cheap son of a I know. gun. <laughs> My God, I know it. Yeah, no, I was I got up and, and you know as you get, yeah, that happens as you get older too. You know, I mean, obviously when I was younger, I used to be able to remember everything. Now that I'm older, it's it gets harder and harder. Yeah, to, well, to to remember. <laughs> That stuff. You, all you need, like for me, like you said, you need maybe, um, just it might be a catch, a key phrase. Oh, that's the part of the song. Here's where that comes in. Yeah, right. You know, um, like something as dumb as uh, "Summer of '69." Yeah, you know, it's I, I always that one ain't the no one use part. in complaining. It's yeah. like, oh yeah, that's what's coming up now. You know, just, yep. and that's all I had to yeah. have is that just that one phrase. Don't forget. You know, I'm in my brain. I'm like. Don't forget, ain't no use in complaining. And uh, well, yes, that's a great example. Summer '69. That the pre-chorus in Summer '69. There's three pre-choruses, and they all are similar, but not exactly the same. Right. Yes, so exactly. If you don't have, if you don't start it right, you're on. They're all so similar that it's hard in your brain to make sense of the three different ones. <laughs> but I have a, I have a guy, John, my keyboard player, Goody. He's harmonizing with me, so he needs to know that I'm doing the right words. You're right. <laughs> so that, so that hey. we're singing different words when we're harmonizing. You just gave me a yeah. reason to complain. Right. And what is, you didn't hit, ain't no use in complaining. <laughs> now I am. <laughs> now I am complaining. Right. Yeah, right. Well, it's funny because Saturday, yeah. uh, well, when this airs, a couple, yeah, weeks, couple ago, weeks ago, DR's like, come on up, saying, what do you want to do? And I said, do uh, Cat Dragged In. And, it, and so everybody's like, all right, we're doing that song, and I'm getting up there with the premise of that. And Jay's like, JT's like, no, no, I'm not doing that one. We're doing We're summer '69. I'm like, yep. So, I know the words, but my meant just that little. It's like, I'm, I'm a trapeze guy that's been doing it for 40 years, and now you want me to swing back and forth without a net. I know I'm never going to need the net, yeah. but it's just knowing it's there. That's all right. And and Daryl's like. You're going to be okay? I'm like, yeah, I'm going to be fine, but I, I hate this song. I, I literally hate this song. So, yeah. But it obviously I'll, went off listen, without a hitch. All, all I know is that I really appreciate the fact that these guys are doing songs that really nobody else is doing. They're not doing the Metallicas and the Alice in Chains and that, and that sort of thing. I really love the set list you guys put out. We, I remember we went and saw you guys, he and I together, and – um I was like, you know, I, I say this is one of those bands that I can sit here and listen to and say, I did not hate not one I liked song. every single song. Yes. So now the guys in the band may thanks. hate them. Yeah. <laughs> however. Yeah. After you do them for for however long, and you're like, oh god, if I right. have to do that yeah, one, we do them a long time. The the problem we have is like people go, oh, you guys play a lot of the same songs, and it, it's like when we when we stop playing a certain song, inevitably like thirty people come up to us and they're like, I can't. I came out to hear that one song, and it's like, and all right, didn't well, we'll do it. playing it then, I guess. It's uh, like going to see your favorite band. It's like going to see your favorite national act, and they don't do the song that, you know, everybody wanted to hear. Hey. It happens. Yeah. A national... I will say that, uh, I will say that the the, uh, the one thing that we have always kind of prided ourselves, Hard Promises kind of pride ourselves in, is that we've... As soon as we hear too many other bands doing it, we stop doing it. <laughs> um, and we move away from it because they can see it three other places, you know, from three other bands. Right, uh, right, right. Summer Six Nights is a great example of that, you know, or Roll with the Changes we stopped doing because everybody started doing it. So it was like, wasn't that interesting? See, and I wish anymore. more bands we do, were like uh, that. Yeah. I wish more bands were like we that. We just they try really to do. find songs that have gotten lost in the mix somehow and not the whole night, but we try to throw in some 
some twists that people uh, haven't heard in a while. And, and they can be anything from the, we, we go back into the seventies, you know, so we'll do, yeah. uh, do you feel like we do from yes. Brampton? We'll do some who, yep. you know, we'll do Bob O'Reilly or we'll do, uh, won't get fooled again. And yep. um, so we're, 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 uh, we're kind of a blend of that and maybe early eighties and, you know, we don't really get into the hair metal, but we'll do, you know, we dig night Ranger. So we'll do some night Ranger cause they were an incredible band and yep. fun to play. Um, we, um, we threw in Eddie money and golden yeah. earring and stuff like that. And I remember Joel tears comes up to me. He's like, dude, you threw in golden earring. I said, yeah, no, it wasn't that one. Which one was it? It was the, um, new girl now. Oh, new girl. Now that's yeah. right too. He, yeah, that was now. it. Yeah, he goes, yeah. he goes, nobody plays that song. And this was a couple of years yeah. ago. And I said, yeah, he goes, ah, I, you actually got me to come out of the back room. Yes. He was at Jake's getting paid for the night before or something. And he goes, I came out of the back room. I'm like, who the hell's singing that song? <laughs> and guess who sings that song? We are. <laughs> no, every oh. time he's sitting playing piano now. He is now. He is. Yeah. I said, oh. I said, you're playing that now? He goes, oh, yeah. He goes, I think I added it the day after I heard you guys doing it. I think that's a great <laughs> song. I need to play that. So it's cool when uh, when you do stuff that yeah. no one else is doing. Yeah, we play um, Joe's favorite song that we play, or at least it was. He used to tell me all the time was uh, we do change from John Waite. Okay. Um, oh yeah. Uh, uh, you know his first kind of his first hit, and uh, so he every time we where he's around and he goes, oh, you didn't play it tonight. So we keep bringing it out again. But um, <laughs> do you the one song that's I remember, one that not many people do. Either. The one song I remember hearing from them, and it was "Love Ain't No Stranger" from White Snake. Oh yeah, I was in Kane. Yeah, love yeah. ain't no stranger. Yeah, love that song. We did a few. Uh, yeah, a few, a few from White Snake. Yeah, you guys did fantastic. A few of the, a few of the ones that others weren't doing, right? Yeah. Right. right. <laughs> so, out of out of all the music that you've done over the years, what's the one song? Because I know Jeff's. What's the one song that you're just like, God? If I never have to play that song again, I'll be so happy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is an uncomfortable yeah, moment. Um, I, I get well, you know. I started in high school or middle school playing, like you guys probably, and uh, and I. Uh, uh, so I guess I get a little, little I, when I when somebody brings up a song in rehearsal that I've done since it came out in high school. Okay, it kind of bums me out. A bit. <laughs> I'm like, oh my god, I can't get away from this song. But I will say, and, and an example of that is Jump by Van Halen, because I did that, okay. you know, we learned that as soon as it came out in my high school band. And um, I'm hoping we're better at it now than we were back then, but <laughs> who knows? Uh, we thought we were amazing back in high school. And, uh, but I, but I have to say that the one thing that, that really is important to us, and I think most of us get this, but, you know, if the crowd's responding to it, then it makes everything better. You know, it doesn't. Sometimes. It doesn't matter so much if I am sick to death of the song. If the crowd is jumping around and going crazy, then that's the right choice. You that's know? right. Yeah. Yes. Like Enter Sandman. It's oh. for them. It's not for us. It's for them. You no. Know? That's right. I know. I used to have to twist his arm to do Enter Sandman from Ugh. Metallica, and it was like, oh God, here we go again. I'm like, shut up and play the song. Everybody wants to hear it, <laughs> and this, you know, it's not like Freebird. <laughs> I'd play Freebird first. Yeah, Jesus, the, the quintessential shout out. I know. It's like, <laughs> yeah. Now, I do think when you're in a cover band, the only thing that really that we focus on a lot is you know our instrumentation, what we have available to us, and what we're 
what we're good at and right. um, and what I'm good singing. You know, I think, quite frankly, I think, you know, as a cover band, you can't sing everything right. uh, that's out there. You can't be all these different singers. Uh, and uh, so you kind of got to know what you're good at. And, and that's tr- truthfully, that's why I stay away from Journey. Uh, um, people go, okay. you don't play Journey. I said, occasionally we'll play a Journey song. We've done some in the past, but... I've heard too many bad versions of Journey in town. It's, I mean, and that's not to be mean. There, people want to hear it, and they don't care whether it's amazing or not. But right, right. I can't do it because it's. I don't. Steve Perry was such an amazing voice that mm-hmm. to me, you got you know John Seely sang it unbelievably. He was exactly. one of the few who could really, yeah, sing Journey like Journey was meant to be sung with with or with. without the right words. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> I'll tell him that. If I tell him that too, I mean, we had it in the band. It was like, dude, you totally sealed that one. Yeah, we did. And Lee said, "Hey, when John sang a song, every time we did it, we never had to worry about copyright infringement. No, <laughs> and we could basically we made it our own yeah. <laughs> because the words were all completely different. Yep. <laughs> so That's really funny. Well, boom. So, Jeff, what got you? In, what got you guys into doing uh, a full time petty set? That's how we started, actually. So we, okay. um, so Hard Promise is obviously the name of a of a of a very famous Tom Petty album, yes, right. and so we started as a as a Tom Petty tribute. While okay. we were still in Kane, we put oh. together a side project that mm-hmm. was Hard Promises. Okay, and um, and uh, one of the guys in Kane. Although he disputes this, and he's a friend of mine, so I won't mention his name. But um, <laughs> he disputes the story. But my memory is that uh, we were doing a Tom Petty song, and then it disappeared from the set list, and he made the set list. And one day we asked him, why isn't that song in the set list anymore? And he said, uh, I basically said, I don't like Tom Petty or or something worse, you know, fuck Tom Petty or something. Yeah. And, and uh, we were so offended by that because we were such huge fans of Tom Petty that yeah. I think Pete Levanti and I talked and he said, well, why don't we do a side project and let's just do all Tom Petty. And we're like, yeah, that'd be fun. <laughs> so we started to do that. And actually, actually Mary Jo Spillane, you mentioned, uh, got us our first gig at balloon fest. I think it was, uh, and that's came was still around for another year while hard promises had done kind of their first show. And it wasn't until Kane broke up that we, uh, that we decided, uh, to kind of put more effort into the hard promises originally Tom Petty, but we also realized that if we wanted to play regularly in, in town, uh, it's hard to be a tribute, a tribute band to one artist. Right. Yes. Uh, and, and stay local. If you can travel a bit and go to Rochester, Buffalo, Albany, then, then you can probably do it, but it's hard to be a tribute band and, and get people to want to come see you every week doing that or every other week so um that's when we decided well we got the musicianship let's let's make hard promises two things in one and Mm -hmm. that's kind of where that came from but i will say that we just having just come off of two shows doing two tom petty sets for some really nice crowds it's uh that's that's there's nothing better uh for someone who loves tom petty like me than to be able to dig into one artist and really really dig deep into one artist's work and and uh and try to do our best with it and do justice to it. And as that a sounds... Tom Petty fan myself, I mean, that's just, you guys nail it. Yeah. Yeah. You, Thank you. Thank you crush you. it. We, 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 we don't try to, you know, you know, I'm not a tribute. Like uh, we try to explain we're a tribute to the music of Tom Petty. We're right. not, you know, 
I'm not throwing on a wig and pretending I'm Tom Petty. I'm, right. I think everybody knows he's dead. So yeah. Well, you know, we we <laughs> right. had this we had this conversation um, when we were talking about the band Get the Let Out, and yeah. uh, same thing. Mm-hmm. They, they do they do Led Zeppelin just exactly. so well. And, Better than anybody. Yeah. And and Absolutely. they're and they're and they're selling shows to oh. crowds that are just enormous. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Yeah, and they're not trying to be anybody. No. I mean, the guy's got a voice. Yes. Like like yeah. when you close your eyes and you're like, wow, you know, and the guitar right. player is playing yeah. the notes lick for lick. Um, but yeah, yeah, it's a tribute. It's not a it's not a clone band, you know. Um, yeah, they explain that every time they play. And I and we love that about them. And we love. Yeah, I guess they're you know, if you're a kiss band, you, you got to do the makeup. You know, <laughs> right. uh, but, um, it's it's the whole package. But I never saw Tom Petty or. To me, Tom Petty was not a character. You know, I don't think he, it wasn't, everybody has an image whether they want to or not, but I don't think he worked on his image. It was who he was. Right. It wasn't so a shtick. I don't feel the need to imitate the image, you know. Right, right. Like I would if I was in, you know, you go to see it, uh, like, uh, completely unchanged. Yeah. You know. It's, Van Halen tribute. Yeah. He's he's impersonating David Lee Roth uh, and, mm. and doing a good job out of it, too. But, yeah, but. except for the drummer. <laughs> Zolt. Except for the drummer. <laughs> yeah. Zol- yeah, Zoltan. Zoltan. Yeah, Zoltan. Yeah. Zoltan, yeah. Yeah. The only only guy that since we've done this podcast that I'm talking to him, having a one-on-one face-to-face yes. conversation, and he had like, oh, look, a squirrel moment. And just like in the middle of the conversation, it's like, and I walked away, and I'm standing there going, is he coming back? I mean, he was, we were literally in the middle of a sentence, and he just like walked away, and I'm like, Funny. Well, maybe he had to like go pee or something, right? And he never came back, and I'm nope. like, "Well, screw None you, there, sir. fella." <laughs> I'm yep. sorry to be so boring. <laughs> so, and I and I was like, I fanboyed for a moment because yeah. I saw him play with Vince Neil and stuff. Yeah. So, and he was better than Vince Neil. So you know, everybody's better than Vince Neil. Well, yeah. So was the hot dog vendor, probably. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> hot dog vendor was singing along Listen. to the songs. <laughs> It's not. It's not hard to be better than Vince Neil. Yeah, I know, right? Just saying. Um, so anyway, so Jeff, you've got a solo album out now too. Yeah, I actually put that out uh, about a year and a half ago, two years ago. Yeah, and I'm working on another one right now. Actually, um, that came about mainly because I. Well, I used to be in a lot of original projects when mm-hmm. I was younger. You know, around the time I was on tour with Joe Bonamassa, as I mentioned, I had a band called free at last in town and we did all original music and lots of recording and um and i always wanted to get back to it but i just didn't really have the time uh between raising a family with raising kids uh yeah and uh having cover bands for 20 years now 22 years straight um there just wasn't a lot of room to put in the time and energy and uh but then COVID hit right and uh when COVID hit i uh was trying to figure out ways not to lose my mind, uh, like everybody. Yes. Yeah. And uh, I have, a, I have a recording studio. I'm actually in it right now. I have a in a small studio in my house that never got used very much for what I intended it to be, which was original music. And mm-hmm. now suddenly I'm working from home and uh, waiting for calls. And I always on my phone. I always had a recorder, and I literally had hundreds of melodies and chord progressions and stuff that I would put on there. And literally some of them were 10, 15 years old, never got around to 
doing anything with them. So the first fun part was listening to all of them back and, you know, meant most of them were pretty horrid, but, um, <laughs> uh, some of them, I couldn't tell what I was trying to do. I was like, what, what, what is, what was, I don't know what that was, but, um, but then there were a few that got me kind of going and I was like, well, I wonder if, I wonder if I could, could put my own album together down here or get it started. And mm-hmm. so it was, it really was, a in an effort to stay sane, you know, um, so, so you it's uh, it's amazing what technology has come to now because oh I was here in my house with a you know putting down the guitar the rhythm guitar tracks and vocals and some keyboards and before I even had drums on it, um, which was weird, um, especially for those of us who grew up at a time when we didn't have all this technology and so all those recordings I did when I was younger the whole band was there you know we were all there, right. um, and now it was the opposite so we uh, and then. You know, because of COVID, I couldn't have people over. So we, we, uh, it was amazing how to start parceling this work and sending it through the cloud to people. Frank Briggs plays on it from LA. He, you know, from California, he played on a track. And on the first song, Coming Back for You, the drummer was, uh, Shakira's drummer who was out of work because they were off tour and happened to know my brother in law, who's a musician in Nashville. And he said, well, he'll do it for you. You know, send it down to him. And, uh, He'll, he's got his, he's got everything set up there. He does all kinds of albums and just amazing stuff. Oh. And it just became, I uh, had it mixed and most of it was mixed in LA uh, from a friend, Teo Mac, who lives in, out in LA now. And I just, it was a weird, it was, it was cool to do it that way. But I, now that I'm doing my new one, I don't want to do that again. <laughs> <laughs> now I go to Brett Hoven's studio and, uh, and uh, we do work together with a drummer and, Brett and me at least getting the bones down together, which is a lot more fun. How far are you into it? Uh, well, I'm not sure what I, it's kind of like. I'm not sure what it's going to be at. Um, okay. I we did we com, one song's completely in the can, done, mixed, uh, and it's kind of the one that I think will probably be the single, if you will, the one I'll probably promote. Yeah. Um, and then I'm going actually over uh, in two days. I'm going over and uh, recording. Uh, we're roughing into two more. Uh, uh, and then uh, I have one. I just started playing around with the last couple of days that I'm can't get out of my head. That's the way these things work. They're more like afflictions. You, yeah, right. <laughs> the only way to get them out of your system is to, is to get them on tape. So I'm guessing it'll probably end up being an EP and not a full length LP. Okay. Um, and probably, probably four new songs. And there's one song that I did years and years ago with, some great players on it uh, that was recorded at Penguin. And because it was back in the early nineties, there was no, there really was no format to share it. Uh, right. Right. Uh, so um, it still sounds great. It's uh, Mick Walker uh, produced it uh, for me. Uh, and Mick plays uh, on this one. He plays bass actually. And then a friend of mine, Dave Gale out of California played guitar on it. George Rossi plays B3 on it. Um, Frank DeFonda was the drummer who's, you know, with Mark Doyle, the maniacs, phenomenal mm-hmm. drummer. Mm-hmm. And so I, I always wanted to get that one out too. So, um, hoping by, uh, when I get back from my, uh, my, uh, some, my winter hiatus, yeah. uh, that, that the whole thing will be ready to roll out in the spring. Now, do you plan on bringing that out by itself or are you going to encompass those songs into a hard promise gig or... 
No, not not hard promises. Um, I have thought about now that I have the the two together. It would it would be uh, a it would be fun uh, to put a band together to do some opening sets, you know, and things mm -hmm. like that. Uh, I, I'd like to think that my if you've heard my first album, you know, and of course, I guess every musician thinks this, so you could be completely <laughs> wrong. But um, what I really was trying to do was uh, trying to def kind of trying to get an idea of for people to hear who I was. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, oh, of course. If I was, you know, who 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 am I? And I've always been kind of a in my mind, I've always been kind of a rock pop writer, you know, writer. It's kind of my, my thing with a little bit of country and, uh, in it. And it's, it's about the harmonies and it's about the melody and, um, straight four on the floor kind of stuff. So yeah. I, I kind of stuck pretty, pretty close to that on the first one. Um, and my hope is that it's melodic enough and hooky enough, uh, uh and well-crafted enough that, if people did come out and see it, even though they don't know the songs, they could tap their foot and they would appreciate that something sounds good and feels good. Yes. Um, and, and, um, and that's not to say there isn't other bands doing that right now. I think, I think, uh, simple life in my opinion is they're my favorite, uh, original band in town, mm -hmm. um, because their writing is so good. Um, and so there's not a lot of avenues for that in this town, but, uh, I, I was fortunate to open up for a 38 special at Sharky's and do, I put together a band to do my last album oh, and cool. it was, uh, it was fun to taste that, you know, bring, did it bring back memories? Did it, did it bring back the did old, it bring back memories? Yeah. The old days when you were just doing all your own stuff and, uh, you know, yeah, you know, I think, I think the funny thing about it is, uh, uh, and Kevin Farrell and I talk about this a lot. Um, when you really, when you really, uh, when you love the musicians that you, you know, that you listen to and when you really appreciate what they do and, and how they do it in the production, I think uh, several of us have a tendency to um, have self uh, confidence problems. Um, so we write songs and we write ideas down and we don't finish them because we're like, before we even get it done, we're like, well, that's not good enough. It's not going to be good enough. Right. Yeah. So when I had all the time in the world of COVID, there was a quote from Ryan Adams, not Brian, not Brian Adams, but Ryan, Ryan Adams, yeah. um, the other Adams. And he, <laughs> uh, he talked about how he writes something like and records like 30 songs a day. And he forces himself to not judge them until they're done, completely done. Mm -hmm. Okay. Roughed in demos. And he said, by doing that, I find that, uh, more of them turn out way better than I thought they would. And I would have never gotten there if I had just dumped them. So okay. it's kind of the approach I've taken lately. And I, I think it, it made sense. It just, otherwise you just, you just think, well, it's not good enough. And sometimes, sometimes the ones you think are going to be great aren't in the, the one that you probably would have dumped. If you finish it, you find out that it through the collaboration with others, it becomes something really good. So. Well, you know, we talked I do to, love it. I do love it. we talked to Ashley Cox the other day and yeah. she said, you know, I, same type of thing. Songwriter always got something going on in her head, and she's got these songs that she she thinks this is how it's going to be, and then she just lays it lays the the piece in front of somebody, and lets the drummer and the bass player get a hold of it and be creative with it, and then all of a sudden she's like, sometimes they completely take a take a whole life of their own, completely different than when where the, the road you want to go down, and they're like, yeah. 
Wow. Okay. I I actually like this one even more now than yeah. now that's been yeah. this has been added. You know, because you lay down a good backbeat, a backbone is gonna yeah that might change that song completely. Sure. You know, depending yeah, on the, yeah, either the tempo or or the cadence of it or anything that's just. Uh, their own creativity. Now, now you've got three minds collaborating rather than just your own. So, right, yeah, you know, that's why I love working with Brett Hoban. If I give him a shout out at Hoban Studios, he's I love Brett. I mean, there's a lot of great studios in town. We're lucky with that too, but um, and lots of great engineers. But the nice thing about Brett is, um, uh, and with Todd when he's around too, Todd Hoban, it's it's really nice to. Uh, I have a ton of ideas. Um, but I really need to hear from other people if I'm on the right, like, do you agree that that sounds good, even though that's a wild yeah. bass note to put under that? And, right. You know, sometimes they're like, yeah, and sometimes they're like, no, nah, I don't know. And I'm like, all right, well, I'm going back to the original idea. <laughs> uh, um, and, and you get that kind of time. I used to have that at Penguin Studios because I used to actually live up, I used to live upstairs at Penguin Studios. I lived, so when the studio wasn't in use, we'd be down there with our original project and it was just an incredibly creative time right? to be able to just, because you had no, there was no clock, you know, there was no, we weren't paying right. by the hour. Right, right. So, I, I, go ahead. So Jeff, for the people who have not heard your stuff, where can they hear it? Uh, any, any of the streaming apps. Uh, so Spotify. Yep. Apple Music, uh, all of them, and, and on YouTube too. The YouTube you can hear the album on YouTube. There is one video oh, cool. uh, for the first song coming back for you, but all the other songs are up there as well, uh, with just the picture of the album. Okay. So you can just go there if you don't have any of those streaming things. I did. I did stupidly. I I printed CDs and. <laughs> you have a lot. Mainly left? more for nostalgia, I think. Uh, <laughs> you have you have a lot um, left, do you? So I. <laughs> I have uh, I have a fair number uh, left, uh, and they make good coasters. Yeah. <laughs> well, see, you got to get it on vinyl. That's why. Uh, yeah, but even that, you know, is this is this local boy? Is that it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. local boy. Uh -huh. Yeah, I'm looking at it right now. Yeah, I got. Uh, so for those of you who don't realize, yes, you can get it right on Apple Music. Yeah. Um, and I'm sitting here on Apple Music looking at it. So, there you go, local huh. boy. Yes. Yeah. Right on. We'll have to. We'll have to uh, put it on and uh, take a listen. Yeah, and let Jeff know what yeah, you think next time you see him. Street rock and roll, you'll like it. Okay, and, and they can purchase it. Yeah, yeah. They can. They can yeah, have. They too can have their own coaster. <laughs> yes, if they like a CD, they can come see me at any gig. And uh, he's got a lot. He's got a hundred of them in his in the trunk of his car. Yep. And you can also buy a watch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. He's got other sure. stuff for sale. And for any <laughs> any of those people that are, you know, not in Syracuse, you never know. That's exactly you right. You never know where you are. He may have those. May so have any those. of our listeners elsewhere. Yeah. 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 Uh, <laughs> so it's come that time in the show. So, yeah, we're going to ask you the uncomfortable question. Yeah. Give it. Okay. Give us a give us a, a complete like, a, like, I can't believe this just happened. Maybe an embarrassing moment on stage that you knew about, but nobody else did. Or they all knew or it. They all knew it because uh, you fell through the floor or something. Right. I mean. <laughs> well, there was a there was a time when we, uh, this isn't really. I hate to say this because most of them, most of them are other people in the band being embarrassed. Uh, and okay, those are the ones that stick out to me. But we'll um, take those too. <laughs> uh, right. 
there was uh there was the uh one there one that comes to mind is we were my band free at last the original band we were playing in uh at the lilac festival um in rochester uh and we were opening up for duke jupiter if you remember duke oh jupiter. yeah definitely love um, duke jupiter man yeah so we were opening up for duke jupiter and you know again we were playing original music so and the place was packed but not for us you know for duke jupiter yeah um so we had to win them over with our music which is hard uh and so we got it going and and uh finished the first song and people were starting to get into it we got in the second song and people were really grooving and having a good time and then my uh, guitar player steve feldman ran across the stage to kind of do a move or something with Teo, the bass player and Teo didn't know he was coming and he turned this way and his, <sighs> the neck of his bass almost took Steve's head off. So Steve <laughs> fell literally flat on the ground on this big stage and fell flat on his back. And I just remember looking down at all these people in the front who were grooving and having a good time and all they were doing were pointing and laughing. <laughs> <laughs> and we had to play another half hour. I was like, oh, God, this is torture. Our oh cool factor God. just went from 100 to zero in a yeah, no split kidding. second. So you've never fallen on stage or done anything? Oh, I have, yeah. But you didn't want to tell, you don't want to tell that story. Tell that story. <laughs> well, I, 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 if I fell on stage, it's probably because I've had too many and I don't remember. <laughs> but, uh, uh, I do remember, I think on Sharky's on the big stage there one night, I did a jump. And I, I can't remember why it felt. I, I think I noticed that the, the stage, the the drum riser was higher than usual, and I don't remember why it was a different drum riser or something. And I jumped off that, and I think it was there. And I remember I was looking down, and Todd, our bass player, was shaking his head like, "Don't do it, don't do it." <laughs> and I jumped off. I'm like, I can do this. I jumped off, and I and I and I couldn't. And I, I think I did a pretty nice roll. Uh, <laughs> And kind of came up, you know. It looked, it kind of looked like I was doing a floor exercise on the uh, gymnastics. Nice, you know, in the Olympics. But I did that. I was going to say somebody else has done that. I too. did that at Club Eleven. Yeah. yeah, went to go jump up on that. You remember how they had two levels of the stage, the lower and the two hot. Yeah. So I went to go get up on that second one, stage left, and I jumped, and my foot just caught the lip, and it was like someone rolled a weeble down the stairs, but surprisingly. Jeff will tell you. Yeah. I popped right back up on my feet. He Don't did. know how I did it. Bleeding like a son of a gun. Went back, you know, like oh. the cat behind the couch routine. I went back to the drum riser <laughs> during the yeah. guitar solo and I'm looking and there's blood coming like on my shoe. And I'm yep. like I grabbed some some gaff tape and I just stuck it on the <laughs> the cut, you know, and that stayed on there for like a week because I didn't want to rip it off. But yeah. uh yeah, well, I had one of those. You know, What's the other option? And the other those things are going to happen. The other option is to not move on stage, and that's no fun for anybody. So no, you're right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm just going to lay yeah, here and pretend I'm dead. Pretend I'm dead. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. It it it's always it's always you always have those stories. You I do. mean, I don't care how many times you played out. No. You know, and, and you know, I, there's and, one. I got to tell you one quick one, really quick. And Mike Secreti story. We were Mike had this old old guitar, and he was dying. It was a very funny dynamic in Kane because Mike Secreti and Lou Segretti, even though they pronounce their last name differently, are cousins. Right, right. And um, and uh, and uh, Mike had this old guitar, and he was convinced Lou, even though Lou didn't want to do it. He said, "This is going to be so cool. At the end of the show, 
Jeff, step aside. I'm going to throw this guitar from behind the drums, and it's going to smash, and it's going to be our big ending. We're Uh-oh. like, I don't know. He's like, you've talked us into doing it. So we're up in Oswego. I don't know, remember what stand was, Harbor Fest or where it was. The end of the show, he throws this old guitar way up in the air. It comes down. It doesn't break. It just <laughs> bounces around, and it just lays there. <laughs> It was the most anticlimactic ending. <laughs> right? <laughs> it's like uh, somebody trying to smash a guitar full swing and having it just be doing like... A, doing yeah, the Paul Stanley and nothing happens. Yeah. Bounces right back, yeah. 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 That's funny. It is, too. Now, see, that I would love to have seen something like that. Yeah. Um, we've we've heard some good ones on this show. We have. We've heard some really I good ones. I can only imagine. We really have. There are some other ones that I can't really repeat and because they involve other band members who still aren't down and I don't, I don't want to cause a problem that's well, cool we'll just have to have them on the show yeah, and, and uh, we'll exploit it we'll just be like hey we heard something but we don't know anything we don't know about anything it. about it <laughs> we, we did exploit kevin dean a couple times yeah because kevin kevin has well he's played with so many different bands yeah. there's so there's stories with yeah. every one of them but yep so yeah, we have to give give Kevin a shout out because yeah, we do. We just talked to him. We were talking to Kevin when when, when you, you popped when on. you popped on. Yeah. Um, okay. So a shout out to Kevin yes. because uh, because uh, just because. Yeah, let's just say just because. Just because we yeah. like Kevin. Yeah. Well, Rick Latham. Yeah, like Kevin. Yes. Rick Latham. Uh, yeah. Drummer and he's he played with, oh my gosh, uh, so many so people. So many people. Um, but. He he wrote percussion books and Kevin uses them for his instruction mm-hmm. and uh, for his students. And he sent me a video today of him doing one of Rick's solos from the book. Okay, they did a video, so I said I'm going to send this to Rick right now. And he goes, "Oh, cool." And then seconds later, Rick like responds, "Is like, oh, this is really cool. Maybe I'll have to get up there and blah blah blah." And Kevin's like, "Wow, he responded to you quick." I'm like. Because Rick's a great just, guy, right. and and Rick and I going back and forth. We I just sent him a, a thing for Christmas, mm-hmm. and he he got it, and we've been talking back and forth. And he's going to be out in L.A. at Nam. Oh uh, no, meet up with him. But he's like, yeah, I'd, I'd be happy to come up. And Kevin's like, dude, uh, yeah, let's do something. Yeah, <laughs> but Kevin's had some doozies on he the has. stage, so he has. you know, everybody has we'll those let him moments. Tell you. Yeah, yeah. Well, from drumsticks flying and hitting people in the head or leaving microphones to reverb back and having yeah. the whole sound guy spend the whole show trying to figure out why they couldn't get a why monitor mix. back and then figuring out later on. Yeah, while they were in London, as a matter of, of all places, playing with... Uh, and Joel Tier getting really pissed yeah, off Yeah, playing with Brand it. New Sin. So, you know, those moments happen for everybody. Yep. You know. They do. But... But now we switch we switch gears and and ask you. Speaking of moments, go yeah. ahead. Do you do you have a fanboy moment, Jeff? Have you met somebody that you've always wanted to, or played yeah, with someone? Well, I've been a lot of those. Uh, I've been really lucky. I've been a lot of those. But I think, well, I think the one I, that I'd mention is the the. It just just in general, you know, I got to. I joined Benny's, uh, you may know this, but I, I was uh, a hurricane towards the end of the hurricanes run during the end of Benny Mardone's. Oh, okay. Right. Several guys in Hard Promises have played decades with him. Um, 
I came in in I think 15 2015 when Pete left Pete Levante played guitar and sang mm -hmm. backups for him and when Pete left he asked if I would uh, and he had talked to Benny and said you know would you would you do it and so I, I did it and it was certainly a great thrill to play with Benny um, and get to know Benny uh, and I learned a lot from Benny especially about when we talked about earlier about Benny's relationship to his crowd yes um to his fans were yeah. really uh, was really something to watch um and even as he was kind of uh you know losing his voice and 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 those things he never ever took it for granted and he put 100% into everything he did yeah but that also led us because Benny was friends with Eddie Money we ended up doing some shows with Eddie Money and backing Eddie Money and Eddie Money is somebody that I you know I had albums of his and really listened to him and I really liked that kind of rock 80s rock pop was right in my wheelhouse so to speak so yeah. um being able to work with eddie and i have some pictures of me and eddie and being able to back him up uh was a great great thrill um that that's something i'll always remember yeah that's cool you know i didn't my know favorite you're... my favorite singer in the world is john Waite. so the ability to play at balloon fest years ago and oh, right get to meet john Waite the first time i got to meet him and open up for him and uh, I have actually, uh, here, I'll show you. Hang on one sec. <laughs> this is probably a podcast etiquette no-no, but. No, nah, no, trust well, me. No, we've had fine. it all. Oh, have we've we had, ever? We've had animals. We've had oh, customers. Cu yeah. Customers were the favorite. Cust customers were the favorite. I don't know if you can see this or not, but this is, this is my uh, a strat that I had and on that day, and I got them to sign it. Um, and cool. we talked for a bit. And then we played again with them at Sharky's a few years later, and I brought the same guitar. And I said, would you sign it? He says, I already did. <laughs> and I said, would you do it again? John, wait again. Is what he was <laughs> that's cool. That is cool. Uh, that's a thrill for me because John Waite was the reason why I started singing in the first place. Because when I heard Union Jacks with the babies, yeah, um, it was uh, life-changing. <laughs> I didn't realize you remember the Hurricanes because I, we could have talked about that a little bit, too. Next, our next, uh, our next time. Well, our next I was episode. towards the end. I mean, in fairness, there but were a lot still. of people in the hurricanes through the year, so I don't want to make it sound like. Uh, but I, I did uh, get to do that for, uh, for the last uh, five, four or five years. Yeah, uh, I, of, I, of his time performing. I was a Benny Mardonis fan myself. Yeah, well, so many people. That's why we do Benny still on stage. You know, we're doing as we we do Benny. We do we always do into the night, but we oftentimes will do either might have been love or great or, song or, uh, Sheila C. Yeah, you'll get another um, great song. Uh, we're doing, um, you'll like this one. We're doing, uh, well, by the time this airs, the show's over, but our next <laughs> show we're doing, um, uh, I'm not sure how I'm supposed to handle that, but, uh, <laughs> it went over um, very well. It did. It, it did. It we're went doing, anyway, um, you can say it. We're doing, she's so French. I was just going to, uh, I was just uh, thinking uh, that one. That's fantastic. We're doing, she's so French at our next show. And, uh, we try to, we try to mix it up. We did, we know all of this stuff. So, uh, he had a lot of great, great songs. Great songwriter. Really. Everybody I talked to about you playing that that uh, at your next show, they said it was great. Yeah, they, <laughs> they said it was it was oh, yeah. it was one of the best oh, renditions sure. they've ever heard. Yep. Uh, sure, yeah. it's mind blowing. <laughs> it was it was definitely a way to bring in the new year. Let's put it that way. It yep, was, there you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Incredible. <laughs> put it on your new album. Right, <laughs> your own Great. rendition. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my God! Yeah, he he had he, he was it, that was a great thrill to get to work with with Benny and um and uh, and it was it was it was a lot of fun to 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 help him out and you know with with Eddie they were very similar in that um, 
one of the things that I that I was asked to do and I was happy to do was to sing. I sang a lot of, even though I was the backup vocalist, I, I did a lot of singing of the melody and the leads to uh, to help fill it out. Um, so with Eddie, with Eddie, he was pretty famous for uh, towards the end of his career, especially he was a great showman, but he didn't really sing that much in his shows anymore. Right. So when I was when I was with him, uh, I was actually singing a lot of the the leads. I don't know if people realize that, but it blended all the choruses were all me singing the his lines. Oh, that's cool. Oh, that is very um, cool. And he so he could talk to the audience and scream to the audience and stuff. So keep yeah, the party cool. going. See, we thought we were trendsetters doing Eddie Money stuff. What did we know? What did we know? Jeez. Well, see, there's this is the reason we do this show. Yep. So now everybody can expect you to do a full Eddie Money tribute band. That'll be the <laughs> next one. That's, yeah, I don't know if we'll do that, but I, I, <laughs> I did. We do we do quite a bit of Eddie Money. We do we always do Shaken, uh, which people like, um, and uh, occasionally we'll do Baby Hold On. Sometimes we'll do. Um, oh, cool. Sometimes two tickets. We do. Uh, I think I'm in love. We used to do that we, one. We did shaking. We did shaking. We did. I think I'm in love. We did. I think I'm in love. But we meshed them together. Yeah. There was like no break. Oh, yeah. So yeah. We just yeah. went one song to the other. Yeah. Like a little medley. Yeah. 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 That's, but we that's played the them in. in bands do that. We played yeah. them in entirety. Yeah, we did. Yeah. It was just there was no yeah. break. It's just you just counted and went right into the next. I one. loved when we did stuff like too. that. We we did Billy yeah. Squire, um, Lonely as a Night, yep. and then we would go right into zeppelin's um whole lot of love whole lot of love and then back to yeah. back to lonely back as a night lonely as a night um <laughs> at the end that was yeah we said and that just kind of happened at a practice one night it was like weird yeah because you guys were noodling we were you know guitar players that just just decide to go off on their own tangent i was like I, I, holy shit that fit let's yep. let's throw the lyrics in there and throw the drums in. we want the drums to do this and yep. organically it came into it something came in so well, that's isn't that great when you uh that's another thing that I think separates bands is the when you bands that stop after every song and talk, it's who wants to hear that? Nobody. <laughs> you know, you're 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 building momentum to yeah. a set, you know, and yep. you gotta keep it going. So we we I always group if you ever look at a, at an HP set list, you'll see that our songs are grouped in twos and threes and then a break. That's I used to do the so, same thing. So yeah. is ours. When we put the set list together it'd be I do. And we would show a line, it'd be like It'd be a three and a mm-hmm. line. Three and, talk, three talk, uh, yeah. three quick talk. Quick talk, yeah, whatever. <laughs> you know, it just, um, not that you, you said the same thing, but. No, but. And you threw the the breaks around, so it yeah. seemed different. But, yeah, the ones that, or the ones that don't say anything in between, so ever. Dead air. Those, those are kind of air. boring, too. It's like. Oh, I hate dead air. Yeah, you know, don't just be. I mean, everybody that talks. Doors, for sure. Yeah, talk to your audience. Yeah, something, you know, even if it's yeah. just uh, thanking them for coming out, and yep. you know, we're about to take a break. Something, something, and don't do a break more than fifteen minutes. No. <laughs> Some... Oh no! Yeah, the 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 worst is uh, when I have something go wrong and I have to fix it. Oh right! So I can't talk to the audience, yeah. and then I say to Goody, my keyboard player, or Kevin, I'm like, somebody talk to the audience, and they. St- Somebody's famous for that. Because I would look at Jeff. I, all the time. I look at Jeff. And I'm like, talk. Say He's like, what? I'm like, just talk. <laughs> I even do it on this show. Don't put me on that's the all spot. We're, that's all we're here to do is talk. Yeah. I'm like, talk. Yeah. Because like the, the, I remember the board was fucking up or something. Oh, and I'm like, that. and I'm and I'm like, 
and we were we were into it. And we I'm were like, too. And I looked down, I'm like, oh fuck. Oh I'm no. Like, talk. <laughs> and he's like, uh, I'm like, what the hell just <laughs> happened to you? Yeah, it's <laughs> terrible. You know, you know what they say. Best color man in the business. That's right. <laughs> so Jeff, it's it's 2024. What do you got coming up this yeah. year? Well, hopefully that NEP uh, will be coming out. Um, yep. yep. Uh, for for hard promises, I think you know we we've we've purposely uh, worked hard this past year to slow down. Mm-hmm. Um, we think after 12 years, it's it's uh, time to enjoy the fruits of our labor, so to speak. So we'll play the gigs we really want to play and enjoy, and yeah, you've earned it. Not feel obligated to to get out there every two weeks to worry about our name being out there and we don't do any of that anymore. Um, and to be honest with you, we're looking to do, uh, for our promises, I think we're trying to find a, a balance that includes more Tom Petty shows. Uh, you know, people thought when we stopped Petty Fest, we did our final Petty Fest. We tried to make it clear that it doesn't mean we're not going to do Tom Petty shows anymore. Right. We were just looking for different avenues to do different formats mm-hmm. and felt that that format had run its course. Um, so we're, uh, I know in April, at the end of April, we'll be at Middle Ages Beer Hall doing our, we're doing our longest Tom Petty show of all time. We're going to do three hours of Tom Petty. Nice. Um, so we're going to do two full sets of Tom Petty, which allows us to get even deeper into his catalog um, and still play all the hits. Um, but then we're also, would love to go out and do more like we've been doing, uh, doing our opening sets uh, or more festivals outside of the area. Uh, in the summertime that are that are that are full Tom Petty shows because we just love it so much. That's cool. Awesome. Well, we wish you luck with that. Yes, and we, we, we hope that you will um <clears throat> one, we we still have a ton of stuff that we need to cover with so you have, you're gonna have to book another show. Yeah. And we don't care okay. where you are or what where it is or when it is. Yep. That's the beauty of the internet and Zoom. Yes. So you can be <laughs> here. Yeah, I probably should have mentioned that. We're gonna be taking a we're take the band is taking a hiatus for three months. Going on vacation, uh, yeah, in in the winter, and it's all because of me uh, because I <laughs> I can't take the winter anymore. Hey, Understood. You a know lot what? Of people can't. And and for anybody Honestly. that would be mad at you for that, then forget well, them. No, it's they're his fans, but they're not our fans, no, so not fuck them. Right. Uh, <laughs> well, you know, they don't want to come out in the winter anyway, so we're gonna give them a break. No. That's right. From seeing us in the winter. There you and go. They can see us in better weather in the spring. Awesome. Hey, you know, in a Ten years from now, all those people are might be in Florida, anyways. Uh, so, hard or, promises or could be playing at the state. At, at a, Maybe we'll be in Florida. Yeah, yeah, they could be playing well, at a, you know, we, a we retirement credit, home. We we get credited a lot for opening. Uh, for I don't even know if it's true, and I don't even want to take credit for it. But a lot of people give us credit, uh, Kane especially, and then Hard Promises for opening up the happy hour shows. Oh, that was there you something go. that we yeah. really did. We did at Fusion. Uh, and we got Fusion to do oh, it. I That's remember Fusion, yeah. Fusion Club. Yeah. Um, yep. And then everybody started doing shows. You know, before that, we were all doing you guys, and we were all doing shows 9 to 1, you know, yeah. 10 to 2. And yeah. we were saying, look, our crowd's getting older. Nobody's coming out. If they come out for a show of 9 to 1, they're staying for the first set and they're leaving. Right, yep. right. Because they have to. They have obligations in the morning, you know? Yes. And, and so we we did all that. So we always joke now that we now that we revolutionized the, the happy hour scene in Syracuse, our next step is to do the uh, retirement four hour. to six o'clock at the Golden Corral. Nice. Next goal. <laughs> nice. 
<laughs> tonight at Brentwood, uh, <laughs> old folks' home. No. Yeah. Tonight at Golden Corral. Not so hard promises. <laughs> no, yeah. boy. Four to six, and then we want to be paid, and we want the buffet, and then we're yeah. going home. Done. Yeah. Yep. You could change the name of the band to Easily Chewable, and that's it. It's, <laughs> there's nothing hard about it. It's, uh, yeah. <laughs> soft is, palate. I think it's soft. Soft, yeah. We are soft palate. We are soft palate. <laughs> we were, uh, when we were talking about Tom Petty shows, we were, we were joking around one time that if we, if we just wanted to eat anything we wanted to eat and gain weight we could go out as tom fatty and the scale breakers oh and, nice uh, and maybe that would be a and then we could just continue to eat at every casino we play at in the cafe <laughs> and have a whole different I don't, thing you know? i don't like i like <laughs> i don't like mike that pooing that I idea i don't like that idea mike poo-poo's that idea it's the last known acceptable stere- uh uh discrimination Oh, okay. Fat, fat shaming. Yeah, fat shaming. It's all right. It's all right. Well, Jeff, you will never be on the show anymore. You're allowed to. You're allowed to do that as long as it's about yourself. That's right. Uh, yeah, but you're That's not. Right. You know. Yeah, you know, you're not. A fat well, I'm guy. saying I'd have to gain some weight, but then I could be that right. Oh. person. Oh. You could be Tom Fatty. Okay. And the Scale Breakers. <laughs> we are I not starting a, t- a tribute band. Damn it. Yeah, we're gonna call ourselves Slow Metallica or Slow <laughs> Meta- Metabolism. Slow Metabolism. Yeah. Enter, enter Ice Cream Man. Enter. It's going to be the name of the song. It's going to be a mashup. Nice. Good. Jesus Christ. Did you say mashed potatoes? What? No, I said mashup. Hold on. Slow down. I'm on my hey. way. Jesus Christ. Anyways, <laughs> Jeff, <laughs> thanks for ending that on a high note. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it's what I try to do every time. Oh, man. <laughs> Jeff, it's been an absolute pleasure. Yes, definitely. Yeah, it was great talking with you guys. Thanks so much. We'll, uh, we'll definitely have you on again. Yes. And, uh, it's a success to you. In Thank fact, you. when you when your EP comes out, uh, give us a shout, let us know, and we'll promote the hell out of it for yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, we definitely want to do that. Right. Thanks so much. Might have Thanks to have you. On, we might have to have you on when Mary Jo is on. Yeah. <laughs> sure, we'll do that. Yeah. She's, I don't think she wants to do this on her own. No, she's. Why well, don't it on you her let own. me write the questions for that? <laughs> oh, oh, nice. Yeah. No. No. Nice. I'd rather have chat. GBT or whatever it's called. <laughs> oh, geez. Have an AI do AI it. AI do it. Yeah, because yours could get way too personal. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, yeah, but uh, well, we, we definitely would yeah. like to have you back in any capacity. So, And if you know anybody that Thank should you. be on the show, let us, let know. us know. Send me a send me a message and, you know. I don't know. Shakira's drummer comes to mind. That would be kind of cool, uh, you know. Yeah, well, he's busy now. <laughs> well, that doesn't uh, but, matter. Uh, <laughs> Everybody gets COVID a It was time to get him. But, there you go. Um, yeah. Have you had Frank Briggs on? I have not, but you know what? We we did talk about having Frank Briggs on. I got to write that down. He would be great. How about uh, Porter? Did Dave on Got to have Dave, Dave Porter. Well. Yep. Mm. See, I'm going to open it up. Eddie Hamill's still going strong around the country. He's a great one. I'm writing it all down. You are. And uh, I'm giving you all these. How about, and uh, Martin Sexton, have you talked to Martin? No. Martin Sexton is huge all around the country, and he's right here from, he's originally from Syracuse, yeah. Even better. Okay, well, just we're just going to let you reach out and let them know <laughs> that we're going to be, that we're going to be reaching out to them. contact them. That's what Tatora does for us. He, he does, he's like, too. hey, so-and-so, this guy's going to message you. Yeah. Um, I did a show. It was fun. And yeah. then. Then all of a sudden, that opens a whole Open different a whole like new world. Who is this guy sending me yep. a message that I don't know? Screw yeah. him. So, if you can give us a leg up on one of these, you know, or stand up on an ego box, 
uh, for one of these, uh, go ahead and do that for me. See, fat I'll joke retaliated with a short joke. There you <laughs> go. Doesn't bother me one bit. I know, I know. <laughs> like, yeah, they're coming to see me, asshole. Right. How many people are going to listen to this if I wasn't on? Exactly. Correct. So, anyways, thank you so much, Jeff. Thanks so much. <laughs> <laughs> nice talking with you guys. We hope you had fun. We hope you had fun, man. I did. I Good. did. Thanks Good. so much. You too. No, thank you. Thanks, brother. Take care. We'll see ya. There you go, Jeff. Yeah. That was uh that was a great show. It was. I am going to uh start the music now because Would you? Yes. All right. I'm gonna do a little J Ro. Nice. I love J Ro. His music. Ooh, that was loud. That was a bit. You've been listening to the season two, episode one of The Good. What's up, man? The Ugly. I'm Big Papa. And I'm Jeff. And we want to thank Jeff Gordon for being on. Yes, and we also we want to thank Hawk Medical Supply, Sharky's Event Center, DJ Life's a Beach, Good Nature Brewing Company, Aha, Uncle Jimmy's live local music, Uncle Jimmy, The Print Shop Underground, <laughs> Coffee Break, Coffee Break Talking. What did you say it again? I said Snarky Productions. Yes. We'll see you next week. Oh, we're going to have a great year. Yeah, it's coming. Stick around next week and uh, let us know how you thought of the show. Take it easy, everybody. Peace. Peace. Don't say it. Ah, recording stopped. You're such a dick. Ah. Recording stopped.